Hello everybody, you're listening to the only podcast that could get away with wearing just their birthday suit in Lord Sugar's boardroom. You're listening to Get Fired, an apprentice podcast. Excuse the violent outburst there, but yes, this is Get Fired, a brand new shiny podcast about UK edition of The Apprentice. We're up to series nine now, and it's still grooming along. My name is Terry, and I've been following it for a while. And tonight, and hopefully the rest of the series, we're joined by the lovely Kenny. Kenny, how are you tonight? I'm very well, thanks, Terry, mate. How are you? I'm bit disappointed how tonight's events turned out because this is the evening after the night before of the first episode of the apprentice being on i feel we are a bit inclined to explain ourselves kenny why do you like the apprentice i like it because it's quite funny watching these i say so-called business bros they are business bros you know we should show a bit of respect to them because they've been doing a job they've got experience but it's just funny watching them make these gaffes and how people on the street can talk about it so easily as though they're professionals themselves when really they're doing stuff they're not experts in a short amount of time and how the pressure it can get to them. And even though, as you'll probably find out through these podcasts, I'll moan and go on about how I don't like them going at each other and bickering, but that's kind of part of it in a way. That's what makes it engaging and interesting in some ways. Yeah, I agree with you to there quite a lot. I mean, it's meant to be a serious business program. Like from the early days of Series 1, it was presented as that. But now it's all devolved in an entertainment program where we just like to say, oh, look at them bickering away at it. When that's because there's 250 grand sitting on it. It's not exactly a mugs game, is it? When you're just arguing against each other. But it still retains a good point in these bad economic times of starting up your own business i do think it can teach like normal plebs like Luke, me and you kenny about how to actually run a business like if oh, yeah, it. certainly i mean there's a lot of stuff you can pick up from watching it and it does teach you a lot without you realizing and there's even stuff where on there where it gives you business ideas in some ways i can if you remember i think it's the first of these 250k series where it was Tom versus Helen in the final, and they did that my pie thing, and uh, oh, yes. they were told at the time that actually they found a gap in the market that could easily be exploited and do well. And I mean, whether people have exploited it is a is another thing. It is still relevant. I feel before we get into the crust of episode one, though. Uh, the container episode. We should run through our vic- victims. Oh, I mean candidates, sorry, for this series. Um, opening thoughts of the group as a collective. Burks or... Hmm? I mean, to be honest, I thought last year's lot were pretty poor, but this year's lot, the opening thoughts are very good. There's, there are a couple of standouts already. I, I feel, although they're not like strong standouts to the point where I think, oh my god, they're gonna win. Just generally, it's, it seems like a poor batch. It's like 
and then cattle for slaughter or something like that. Oh, greedy to a point. There is a few gems. We'll run through who's on it this year in a moment, but I do think there's a few on there. I do get the feeling there's some randomly chucked off some Big Brother-esque fame hungers. Yeah, and just... I, I, there's a couple I definitely thought about that as well. Let's get started, shall we? I'm going to go in well, slightly alphabetical order. Um, first up, he's probably the most recognisable one of the group this year already. You, What do you think of Alex? What do you think he looks most like to you? Well, I think like one of them is something I'm quite nicely like Dracula, and I find it funny how even back at the house he keeps this Dracula quiff, and how he, I don't know how he keeps it serious face and his pointy eyebrows. And, I mean, they're like I mean, looking at a picture of him now, it looks like his beaks gonna get me or something like that. I don't know. When I watched his profile video on the BBC's Apprentice page, first thing that came to me was like he just looked like. A puppet from like Captain Scarlet or Thunderbirds? Yeah. Yeah. Just, that. just like the whole plastic face and the whole sh- shine off of it. It's just like, ugh. Ooh, just horrible. Um, I, um, you did say he's got a direct no nonsense a- attitude, which we do see in the first couple of episodes, but we'll get on to that for that, a bit. That's pretty true, to be fair. Next up, we got. Francesca, I really have nothing to say about her. At this oh, I mean, I was going to say, like, episode one, there wasn't a whole lot about her. I know it's it's difficult with the first couple of episodes to, to be noticed, but I don't know, she's, like, recognisable. It's like I've seen her on some other programme. She, she looks like someone who's been on other reality TV shows. I... I actually thought that as well, but I did a bit of digging, couldn't find anything, so the jury's still out. But it's like, you, it's true, I do feel we're being a bit unfair, but then, really, if you're making a decent name for yourself, you would stand out in the first couple of episodes, at least. Yeah, well, that, that's equally true, but then we don't know how it's edited, because a lot of the editing in that first episode, if we keep it for that, is a bit more around the fallouts and bickering. Um, speaking of bickering... Uh, we've already, we're already up to our first couple of episodes. Possible hate fever. Posh Jason. Thoughts? He's, he's got his own ways of doing things, hasn't he? And he, he's very well spoken. He's very articulate. I mean, he's got a PhD. You know, he's not a daft man by any stretch of the imagination. But. No, I'm no. A bit, in terms of business now, it's a bit like, Oh, well, if we do this, then honestly we'll make lots of money. And it's just, I don't know, the thought behind it doesn't seem to be there. Like, the business now isn't there. It's missing. It's like a missing link. Maybe he is <laughs> link of humankind. I don't know. But. We'll uh, get on to it as well when we start talking about the episode. But it's like he doesn't have a job before he comes on to your pren. Just makes you think, ooh, you can learn a lot, but unless you put it into practice, it's a bit. Now, this wasn't in the episode, but I think you may like this line about Jazz. She claims she is the Brad Pitt of the teacher training industry, open brackets, when it comes to literacy, close brackets. Now, I don't know about you, that's a bit like me turning around saying to you, I'm the Scarlet Johansson of eating bourbon biscuits, open brackets, Jazz the Valley ones. (laughs) (laughs) It's just what it comes across as. I mean, I'm sure she... In the first episode, she's like claiming to be a comedian as well, but not very. Like, no, not at all. Well, but, um, I don't. 
even tried to be funny once. Not even accidentally. I, um, my thing that she reminds me of is, you know, when you work in a call center? Yeah. And like, you get that horrible, you get that horrible supervisor that, you know, just doesn't help you out or anything like that. But like, you know, she'll still be there. The meeting's like, oh, how are you? Yes, I didn't help you out five minutes ago, but I'll be nice to you now. That horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I know he wasn't really in the first episode, but Jordan comes up. Jordan, for me, didn't really see a lot of until the boardroom, but I like how, I mean, we'll come to the other, this guy in a moment, but I like how he leveled up Neil. Neil was trying to, so I'm jumping ahead a bit here, sorry. No, Neil was okay. like, oh, look at me, aren't I great? And to be fair, Neil did do some very good things, but I liked how John went, you know, kind of, hang on a minute, mate, you're not so great. <laughs> Just piped out a bit, son, keep it down, sort it out, yeah. I, um, on his profile video is such a good line. He says, I know how it feels to struggle to feed the kids as much as I know how it feels to fly in private jets. Now, I like that because it shows as much as he's gone on now. And admittedly, we you have to do some digging to find out what they're actually good at in the, in the show. You know, do we get like the one line caption? But, like he's become a bit successful before he's come on The Apprentice. But like you can appreciate when he says struggling to feed the kids, what he's come from. Got a bit of respect from the man already without even starting to watch the show. So that's quite good. Going to be a bit of prerogative now. Kurt doesn't really feature at all in episode no. one. But was, we'll talk about him a lot more in episode two. Yeah, I was going to say it wasn't until episode two without putting any spoilers out. But I saw anything of him. Um, one thing, though, doesn't he seem a bit like Stevie Gerrard? He does. He's he's he is the one thing I can say about him for those of you who haven't watched episode two is he's almost like your stereotypical scouter. No, I don't think he's taking a wallet. I mean, he's like just an easygoing bloke. Um, we'll come back to him. But here's the one first Big Brother thing that rung a few alarm bells for me. Now, Leah, she's lovely. Don't get me wrong. Um, but she's you can tell she's as well. Yeah, but undoubtedly she's meant to be a bit of a sex pot. And like she says the lines, oh, I aim to disarm with charm. But r- really, what is she doing on here? She doesn't really display any business sense on her profile video. Well, she's a doctor, isn't she? Yeah, this is the doctor. So it's a bit like, oh, OK, you're really good at that. Again, what are you doing on The Apprentice? Surely she should yeah. be aiming to go on Take Me Out or something like that. Yeah. She'd do quite well on that, too. But let's not hastily rush into things. We'll come see how she does later on the episode. Yeah. Notice our uh, Jessica Rabbit looks meets the brains of Albert Einstein. We have Louisa. Her cracking line on the profile videos, I'm not one for corporate jargon. I just buy stuff. Hmm. Okay, so she's a business person. (laughs) I'm not too sure what to think of that straight away. So it doesn't exactly show off a business mind, does it? No, but I will say, I mean, just from my point of view, I thought she did show some good signs in that first episode. I know, it's a, it's a bit weird for the episode to actually show it, but on the profile video, it seems a bit not there. Also, she was wearing, like, you know, those, like, pink... Skull neckerchief skills get to look all radical and stuff nowadays. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just wearing that, I thought that was a bit unprofessional. Yeah, I mean, it's not the look you want to go for, especially if uh, Lord Sugar picked up on that. He's not a very... Oh, yeah. Would... He, he likes, you know, you've got to do the job proper. Would... My thought was, would she wear this in the boardroom? Yes or no? And if you're wearing it in the interview tape, why, you know, when you're meant to be giving a good account to yourself, it doesn't exactly strike me as that professional, really. But as you said, we'll see how she gets on. I'm going to skip ahead to Miles now. Now, Kenny, did you ever watch Red Dwarf? I've watched like one or two episodes. That's not the worst thing in the world, but do you remember the guy with the H, Arnold Rimmer? No. Well, for you Red Dwarf nerds listening into this, and we love you, Miles easily is the new carbon copy of Arnold Rimmer, as known as Chris Barry. He's just there looking like it. I'm desperately after someone to Photoshop in a holographic H on his head so I could laugh at that picture every day because it's just so uncanny. Um, on his profile video, though, one thing that struck out for me on it is he said that confidence is not an issue for him. But you said it rather sheepishly. I said, well, he, he didn't come across as unconfident in the episode, but he didn't come across as, right, I've put myself forward. He was just kind of like, yeah, you know, I'll just kind of chill out. I'll make a deal when I want. I'll think about, like, uh, you know, reward after. I'll chill out. That's what I can do it. I'll I can't. I, re- I really can't wait for the, um, what's the line that's been on the trailers? I am the Cape Crusader of Apprentice City. Oh, good God. It's just like, why would you say that, mate? It's... (laughs) Anyway. Um, Natalie's been hovering about. Not really done too much. But there's an incredible line. You know how the 100% line... What's your view in that? It's just you... Anyone can say it, and you can't really measure it against anything. You want to be pedantic about it. I mean, it's just—I mean, it's so overused and cliched. I mean, all of things are kind of cliched. But this hundred crap. I mean, I can give a hundred percent. Sat on the toilet having a dump. Would you like to see how Natalie likes to take her standard task? <laughs> no. Right. She starts off saying, "Oh, I always give two hundred percent." But then she says no. Then she goes, perhaps it's two, three, four, five hundred percent. What? Yeah. But she's not a mathematician, man. She's not five Pythagoras. Well, no, we'll see uh, get some of that. But it's a bit like you can't give that much, really. It's simply impossible to go above your physical and mental capabilities of 100%. Possibly except with um, performance-enhancing drugs. But (laughs) it's true. Also, she's half Greek. Now, I'm not too sure what you're like of them, but my life experience has taught me never to trust a Greek person. Well, so I'm off to a good start with her already. Their economy's bankrupt, so you can't say they're the best with numbers. <laughs> um, of course. So, behind. Although, to be fair, in that Chinatown shop, she did make a good deal because, I mean, Sophie, who will come to her in a bit, she was going to make a deal with sell one for six quid, but she came in and was like, Tell you what, I see a 10 for 30 for three pound a pot. So they end up selling more and getting more money, even though it's lower cost. So it's a smart move. Just so free to sell one. <laughs> I see what you're going for. She could have a bit of potential. Now, since you 
jump the gun somewhat? Would you like to give your view on Neil? Yeah, I mean, admittedly, as much as it pains me a bit, despite he has a brilliant surname, Clark, he's he is a bit full of himself. I mean, he did show some good signs. He did run that sub team on the last team endeavour really well, and he got them going. And to be fair, I would say he's probably not one of the task, but he is a bit cocksure. Yes, um, I would say though from his profile video, okay. This may not surprise you, but he proudly declares his leisure time is making sure he's ready for work. Ew. He's a workaholic. Yeah. Also, he doesn't go down to boozer with workmates. So he doesn't like people either. Yeah. So he probably explains his bit of a nasty attitude we'll get onto in a bit. I know we keep talking about yeah. when we get there. Um, but there's a few more jobbers to run through. You know what? I felt a bit sorry for Rebecca on the website because her BBC bio, her interview video, the BBC said like it makes her out her to be some sort of freak. Like, oh, well, she comes across as a very uh, upright person. So, Well, they were saying, like, oh, she doesn't really know what she's on about. And it's like, rah, rah. But then it's just like, you just kind of look at her like, well, she seems quite normal. Just because you don't give out in the interview video doesn't mean you can't make success on the show, of course. So that's a bit, yeah, uh, not liking that. But she seemed okay, cop short, not as stupid as some other people that we've yet to go on to. Now, quite savvy, she knows what she's doing. So I mean, watch, I reckon. Yeah, she came across as that fine. Now, with, Young Apprentice, weird sidetrack, I know, but how do you feel when a 16-year-old in that makes out they're the C- CEO of their own company? Uh, I mean, even if it is, right, they are running a business, which is perfectly plausible and fine and, you know, fantastic to them, I just think it's a bit pretentious. Go, oh, yes, I'm the CEO. It's like, do you really know what a CEO is? Or are you yeah. just labelling yourself? Oh, exactly. You're the business owner. It is, because... Let's face it, what 16-year-old is going to run a company that's going to be as successful as in a street name? I mean, it's, you're going to have a 16-year-old running something along the lines of Microsoft now, are we? No. I mean, it took Lord Sugar experience a number of years before he got really going. So. Now, the reason why I bring this up is Sophie says she's young and successful. Now, just from the profile video, she didn't say why, but, I mean, she's got a chain of restaurants, hasn't she? Yeah. So that was a bit, mm, okay. Perhaps I felt a bit bad saying, well, I slagged her off a little bit first on the blog I put up on the uh, uh, website as well. I would say slightly interesting line she throws in, though. She stated, if I didn't back myself, I'd be dead by now. Oh, that's it. That's quite... Oh, creepy. Uh, yeah, quite morbid. I'm, I'm not too keen on that. Um, well, I got her... She meant, but it's not the words you really want to use. No, it just sounds like as she been gambling herself away in illegal casinos that do people trading. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. bit like, oh, okay, this is a bit mysterious, and I kind of want to know just to put my mind at rest. So thanks for giving me some nightmare Sophie's. Also, one last thing, not doing herself to the masses, but in her restaurant, she said she wouldn't sell sweet and sour chicken in her restaurant because it was tacky. What? Everyone will buy it. 
Exactly. So I was a bit, well, surely you want to endear yourself to the masses. And if you don't like it, at least you can still preside a pro- uh, product that people would want, surely. Yeah. Cheers, sort of. Restaurant there. To cheer ourselves up, what do you think of Tim's very animated near dance routines? I mean, he's quite quirky. And at first, I thought it was just nervousness of the camera when he's talking. But I remember on the first episode, there's like a couple of shots where, you know, the camera panned out. And obviously, as far as he was concerned, he was just concentrating on the task. And he was like moving around and like couldn't just stand still. So he's obviously quite a quirky bloke. You can almost feel like he's about to do the robot. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. at any time. Um line from the profile video, he says, calling him nice is like an insult. What? So, well, I thought about this. He said, I really want to want to work in an office with him. I mean, he comes off as nice enough, as we'll see, but if it, in that case, we can't really go up to him, oh, right, Tim, nice shirt, mate. Because then he would just be like, I don't want to speak to you ever again. Go away. Yeah. Just uh, something I didn't think was uh, quite acceptable. Quirky. Speaking of quirky, we got asthma. Now, on the profile video, Asma, yeah. the blonde girl, she says she hates animals but loves her business mind, which I suppose if you go on an apprentice is a fair trade-off. <laughs> but, I mean, why is she saying that? What was the purpose of saying that? I don't know. I think she was struggling to think of something. But then it comes across a bit morally bankrupt if you can't at least appreciate a nice cuddly animal or something like that. Yeah, I mean, her and Sophie, I think they need, they probably live to regret what they've said on that. Yeah, it doesn't, a few of these profile figures really haven't portrayed the candidates in the best of ways, so we'll have to see what Lord Sugar picks up from, if anything, from these. But, um, I think we're about to get ready to talk about the real star of the show, Zisham. In the first episode, again, he didn't do a great deal. I mean, he was a bit unfortunate where he was trying to make a deal. And I, if I remember correctly, I believe it was Neil who was backseat driver of it, as Karen put it. And, you know, so that's Neil showing his, like, look, it's all about me show. So Zeeshan was a bit hard done by that episode. But to be honest, from watching his profile video, he's the closest we've ever had to Mr. T being on The Apprentice. <laughs> Just from his what? natural charisma. You, you need to see it, because you've had these guys on, like... um Pretty standard, you know, smart. I wouldn't, smart casual, I wouldn't say thing. No, he's the only one that turned up in a posh suit, you know, striped, all lovely. He was the only one that bothered to turn up and doing that. So, right, right, he's got the right attitude for this now then. Then he, he, he delivered a cracking line. He turned around and says, he's achieved everything he set out to do. Slight pause. More or less. Okay. So, so it was a bit like, Okay, um, he could work. He then liked himself to Lord Sugar's equal, which I think is a great boast. Yeah, well, it's quite an extraordinary boast, but head plates with him. Um, I think we'll see, because I think he's gonna be, the, the angle they're taking with him, he's gonna be a bit like the comic relief, but so far they've, he's done a bit more than that, which is fine, yeah. so. I mean, him and Jason, that's going to be an interesting duo. Yeah, we'll um, see a lot more of how that develops episode two. But not a massively instantly likeable bunch, but I've got a few 
horses. Although I still like to bike my car up to Jordan. He feels like he could go places. But, yeah, I agree with that. But initial thoughts, it's not exactly another bumper crop of candidates. But then the idea is they progress as the show goes on. We'll talk about that, amongst other things, on our next episode, where we actually start talking about first episode, the new series, Container. Be on the lookout for that coming up very shortly. Just want to tell how you can get in touch with us. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Apprentice Fired, and you can find me and Kenny's respective Twitters on there if you want to bash our eyes with your views. Of course, you can email us the traditional way, at ApprenticeGetFired at gmail.com. If you want to send us your views and fun stuff and like, we've also got a small Facebook page up and running too. Just search Get Fired and Apprentice Podcast on that. And last but not least, we've got our blog page, apprenticefired.blogspot.co.uk, with articles and good stuff. But we'll see you shortly for our first proper episode, covering the first episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.